up, Purple Foo Foo listeners? It is your boy, PFF underscore Rager Season, coming at you with my co-host, PFF underscore host, a.k.a. Vikings Theorist, and PFF underscore Vibes, a.k.a. Slimeball. And we are here with episode 10, Double Digits. Look at us. How are we doing tonight, it all started with one simple conversation. Who, who would have thought we would actually be here 10 episodes later? Live long and prosper. We're, uh, right. we're entering Valhalla. And I would, like to, I would like it to be noted, too, that um, since starting this podcast, the Minnesota Vikings are 9-2. and two. That's, um, that's very true. Point. That's a good point. And at this point, we're at 11 ga- in an 11-game sample size. Um, so it's, it's, it's getting bleaker and bleaker to call this a matter of coincidence. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I would say correlation does equal causation. Uh, At least who equals wins. That's correct. <laughs> that's the numbers. That's that's the only PFF statistic I care about is how many uh, wins per wins podcast. The... Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think we're leading it right now. We we we're at a good fucking we're at a good run. That's all I'm saying. Uh, all those so. all those other guys, collar, all them. They have their little Nick Olson. They have their little podcasts. Uh, but all I know is that those guys have podcasted through a lot of losses. We've only podcasted through two losses. That's that's it. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's yeah. And we've handled those losses pretty well. I mean, they were blowout losses, so we didn't yeah. really have much to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And yet here we are. We get to talk about a win. But hey, no disrespect to the other Vikings podcast because they, you know, ultimately I think part of the reason we can we can do this, right? Like people right. actually have yeah. because of them. Mm-hmm. Great inspiration. Yeah. What a way to end uh, our Thanksgiving. It felt weird on Sunday not watching the Vikings. I don't know about you guys, but like I was just like, this is weird. I did. It felt weird watching football not caring all day you know, on Sunday. It was a lot of fun. I was very relaxed. <laughs> I wasn't screaming. I could just rest. It was really nice. I don't know <laughs> about you guys, but. I could I could get down with that once or twice more this season, but I know we won't. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. Christmas Day, we're not going to have a game. Christmas Eve is when we play. Oh, uh, is that a is that one of those weird Friday night games? No, it's Saturday. Not, no, it's a Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Saturday at noon. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who do we play? Who, who, who's that game? The New York uh, Giants. New York. Yeah, it's oh, a Giants okay. game. All right, that'll be kind of fun. But I don't. That doesn't. That's right because it doesn't intersect with college football anymore. Right, yeah, that's true. Last week of college football, I think. Yeah. Okay. When's the national championship for that? Is it right before or right after the Super? I don't know. I have no idea. I think it's right before. Yeah, it's right before the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's I'm not surprised. a New Year's Day Bowl, right? Uh, no. Not anymore. No. Probably I think it's the week, week after New Year's. That, yeah, week after that. Yeah. Hmm. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be an interesting race. Anyways, right. we're, not, we're not we're not here to fucking talk about college football <laughs> boring ass. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I like college football. Yeah, maybe someday. But for I, today, for today Vikings. we're talking about what is it? Vikings Patriots. That's right, dude. Yeah, that was a good game. I don't care what anybody says. That was a good game. Like, I was, I was thrilled throughout all of it. I was not thrilled. I was pissed the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was well thrilled, not like as in like, oh yeah, like this is a great game, but like, oh okay, what's gonna happen next? It was like an exciting game. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, an, an outside observer, game. 
outside observers must have had a great time watching that game. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they did. I watched that. <laughs> I was listening to um, – I'm not really a Barstool guy, but when, when, when the Vikings play a, a, a fun game, I like to listen in, see what they say. And they literally talked about the game for like five minutes. They were like, yeah, that was a fun game. That was cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I imagine like you're just eating Thanksgiving dinner and, and Grandpa's talking to your ear off about some – railroad system from the uh the 1900s um it's probably a pretty nice thing to tune into you know everybody's fucking slinging the ball around mac jones Kirk cousins shootout um yeah just like we anticipated i think right boys <laughs> yeah hey, mac hey, jones anybody shootout that's uh that's, that's <laughs> an equation fair, i said the vikings would have would put up 40 to be fair but you i did. wasn't expecting a shootout <laughs> Yeah. yeah, shit. I guess you were the closest on your uh, yeah. Vikings call. You told us. Yeah. You missed a little like, bit on the Patriots, though. Yeah. <laughs> Nelson Aguilar with, with their first touchdown of the game looking like we made Mac Jones look like prime Tom Brady out there, bro. He was cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Mike White is about to cook our defense. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not looking forward to Let's that. Save Jets talk for later. But yeah, that's <laughs> another one. That's that one that I'm going to say right now is going to be that's the hardest one for me to call this year. I still haven't. Hey, decided. I'm just prefacing what we're all thinking. Okay. Like, <laughs> yep. Yep. that's a foreshadow for later. That's a little nugget. <laughs> so, no. uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think it's time to start talking about this Donatel defense. Like real talk. It's real yeah. real talk. Like, why the hell did he wait until the fourth damn quarter to start blitzing? Like, I Dude. don't understand this defense and I don't like it because if this is how it plays during the playoffs, we're we're gonna have a hard time winning games. It's time right. to start talking about the defense. Yeah, we've there. been trying to have this conversation for weeks, but uh, there's a certain Donatel defender on the call right now. So <laughs> are we are we able to have this discussion tonight? Yeah. So here's the thing is that I was really hoping that I was going to be able to chime in before you did so that you uh, would seamlessly forget <laughs> to bring that up. Uh, i never forget. <laughs> um, so... I saw this uh, graph today that showed like the uh, number of points allowed by the Vikings versus the opponent's average points scored per game. Um, and the Vikings were in the red zone like every week outside of week three. Um, so, you know, looking just back at the numbers, a little bit concerning. Uh, uh, the bend don't break is starting to look a little bit more like just bend <laughs> a lot and then uh, not break at all on offense. And you're screwed. And that's scary because that is what's going to make me not think this team is a top four contender for the whole year until they prove that they can get past those types of performances. Um, yep. And I, I, I put most of that on the defense. They, uh, Yeah, the, the shell coverage is really tough. I want to blame a lot on Cam Bynum, but it's hard to when I watch and he's 100,000 yards off the ball. I know that's coach. Yeah. Yeah. And so here's the thing, and I'm, I was going to get into this later because it de deals in with my shithead of the week pre prefacing here, but we were all projecting a three safety set with us drafting scene. And so I'm sure a lot of it has to do with like that him losing him for the season hurt the defense, but it's like, we're going into week 12. They should have had this shit figured out by now. Like, 
yeah, I don't know, man. It, it was tough watching Mac fucking Jones sling it on our defense. It was tough. You know, the three safety look that we talked so much about, that wasn't going to be their base package. Um, it would have been something similar to what they're rolling out right now. I don't know. Maybe it would have been maybe Harrison Smith would have been like a weak side linebacker or something. But it, it, like this, this is who they thought they were going to be. I, you're right though. Like I, I saw a quote from Luke Braun that um, it, it, he basically said, yeah, every team has injuries. You're going to see a drop-off in performance from your starter to your second string to third string to Duke Shelley or whatever. You don't suddenly become Rutgers on the back end. Like, something's mm-hmm. going wrong with coaching here. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And that's the thing is I'm like – and I, I will say, like, a lot of these guys I'm questioning, like, if they're good anymore and if they ever were good. Like, I understand that guys have flashes, like, when they're young and there's no tape on them. Cam Bynum was really fun last year. This year, I watch back and like he's missing a lot of tackles and he can't hang with Hunter. He gets eaten alive by Hunter Henry. Um, that's concerning. Harrison Smith missed like 800 tackles against the Patriots. That's concerning. Eric Hendricks did not look like an NFL football player. Yeah. That's concerning. It's, um, yeah. And so when I, I just, when Nick Olson talked about this being an eight and nine team patched with a new coach and new GM, um, I'm not saying it was right because we're nine and two. I was on a side back then, but I am going to defend the logic a little bit and say like, this is kind of mm-hmm. what we were talking about. Yeah. yeah, no, I will. I will agree with you on that. Like as much as I love Harrison Smith on this team, as love as I, as much as I love EK on this team, like it's, it's honestly going to be in the off season. Do we try to renegotiate, renegotiate their contracts or, or do we try to ship them off somewhere? Because are they obviously this team is going to have to start going younger on defense? And like, yeah, they're great veteran presence in the locker room, but we've all seen that they missed some big plays this, this year. So I, I'll say too, though, that I am still in on scene in Asamoah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Booth, I don't know because the dude said he hasn't played a healthy snap of football since high school. So I don't know what to expect with him, but the other guys, I'm still in on them. Um, Luke brought up a good, again, Luke brought up a good point on Twitter. He talked about how, you know, we kind of wrote O'Neill off at the beginning when he was not starting. And then we wrote off Derrissaw and Jefferson when he got beat out by BC Johnson and Cam mm-hmm. and Eric Kendricks and he was losing snaps to Gerald Hodges. Um, so, you know, it takes time for these things to develop. I think they're just trying to get through this year with the vets, but yeah, this is yeah. what we were talking about. It's, an, it's a little bit scary for our longevity. Was that that quote from Andrew Booth that he's never played a healthy snap of football since high school? Yeah. yeah. Yep. What the hell? That's insane. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's why that's the I, I defend most of the Quasi drafts because we're in year one and it's you you really you can't evaluate it. You get a great fourth rounder and a Caleb Evans, um, but the Andrew Booth pick is questionable <laughs> dude played healthy and he looked like he was healthy in college like what the yeah yeah that's, I mean, that's a deranged thing to say much less i don't know why you would be the reality that. you know right yeah so i want to also introduce our our fourth guest we have uh booth at base federal back right, online man. with us uh he works he's a working man um you got to provide for the fan what's up buddy anybody anybody got any 
any crazy things to hit me with right off the bat. Also, I would like to say I am based federal. Unfortunately, until Friday, I will be operating under my alter ego, <laughs> Tom Thomason. That's right. Tom Thomason. <laughs> Because I got into an argument with the weatherman last week and he reported me. <laughs> <laughs> I got an argument with the weatherman. It was, it was the guy that I literally... Uh, so, um, so you'll, if you go to my account, my main, base federal, and you look at my most recent tweets, you will see me calling him soft. And then he unblocked me and reported me after that happened. Because somebody went after him from the comment section or something and like he got summoned and like, you know, when you block an account, you can still view their tweets if you choose to, you know, show them or whatever. And he saw it and then I got reported and it, I got clapped for a week. So we're, we're on our way. Almost. So home. But um, yeah, I'm fighting and it's 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 made me hate Twitter. I'm not going to lie because the timeline is awful on Come Thomason's account. <laughs> <laughs> There's like no, no joy, no entertainment. It's like, it's the worst. I don't even know what's wrong with it yet. I, but I'm, uh, I miss, I miss Maine. I miss Maine. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even get, get into a fight with a Minneapolis weatherman. This dude's no. out of Milwaukee. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Did, you see, <laughs> and did you see what Salty I said? There was like, there was nothing particularly obscene that I there said. There was nothing I, in there. He called it, you a Kanye West lover. Yeah. <laughs> And then I said, I loved his mom. And that was where he was like, I don't want to talk to you anymore tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hitting him with a childish insult. How? You didn't even crack out the pipe bomb for him. I didn't. I could have and I didn't. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's growth. That's personal growth. That's the belly. Wait, this wasn't even over class. the weather. This was over football. No, I, yeah. Like, I wasn't like, man, your weather forecast sucks. Like, quit your job. <laughs> he was mad he was mad about the patriots and vikings game and i was like that's so crazy how uh you know you think the refs like did all this to help us oh but, god you know, don't get me started referees notorious viking lovers oh yeah, yeah he's, sure. he's living in delusion that's uh, yeah boof did you get a chance to watch the game the patriots game yeah mm-hmm. yeah man i was i actually had a really good thanksgiving low-key my mom uh was not present, unfortunately. A lot of so it was like I don't know. I went and posted up at my aunt and uncles. Otherwise, I would have loved to have my mom cook. She cooks up some crazy stuff that is fantastic. But um, oh yeah, and uh, I had the most food I've ever had at the Thanksgiving in my entire life. And then I passed out mid football, like the early football game. And then I woke yep. up. And there was like some dude that I've never met before, and he was just chilling. <laughs> and I was like, "What's up, man? How are we feeling?" He was like, "I'm feeling great." We were talking about football for a while. Don't know his name. It was great to meet you, though, whoever you were at my aunt and uncle's house. So it was a good time. Yeah. I'm glad you had a good. Yeah, I guess we should have. We never even asked each other before you got here. How how was everyone's Thanksgiving? Was yeah. It good? yeah. Yeah. You know, it was good. I, I had two Thanksgivings. So I had like I had a bunch of food. I felt I felt sick. But turns out I actually got COVID, so maybe that was the reason why I felt sick. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Or whatever this, like, new – I think it's just, like, a new variant of COVID that's going around that everybody's yeah. getting right now because my uncle ended up getting it. But it kicked, it kicked my ass Friday and Saturday. But, uh, no, I mean, I chilled at home, prepared myself for the Vikings game. I was like, I got to do this. Got to <laughs> mentally prepare. 
But, uh, you know, I had a good, no, other than that, like I had a good Thanksgiving. Good. Capped off with the Vikings dub. Can't complain. Yeah. Huge, uh, huge add a bonus. How about you, uh, theorist? I had a pretty good Thanksgiving. Um, I also split it. Um, spent the morning and uh, early afternoon at our editor's family's place. Uh, editor redacted. She didn't want me to use her name <laughs> on the podcast. That's okay. And then we spent the evening at uh, my family's place. And of course, uh, I was at the game in person. So it was. That's uh, right. I forgot. How was it? It was very fun. It was an electric atmosphere. Um, people from all over the uh, the sports fan spectrum were there. Uh, lots of just random jerseys. Like you saw like Vegas Golden Knights jerseys. I saw a Washington Wizards jersey there. I mean, people are just in town visiting family, so I respect yeah. it. Why not go to the go to the Vikings game instead? Did of... you see any Packers jerseys? There's oh, of course. One. There's always Packers always jerseys. One. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Awesome. I also ended I up getting the pretty sick. There. Yeah, I mean they're they're always always gonna be there. But uh, yeah. remember when we went to the Cardinal game? We saw that dude in the Eddie Lacy jersey. That? <laughs> <laughs> we heckled them on the way out. I yeah. do not. Hey, know that. Cheers, I gotta know. How loud did it get on the can a uh, kick return? It was a, it was a pop. It was a pop. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Like it sounded loud on TV, so I can only imagine yeah. what it was like in in person, bro. Oh, it was with the goofy camera angle that they had. Yeah, that was that, annoying. I, they were didn't expect yeah. to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Let me see what's going on. Also, was that that game that did you guys see that they like put up like Johnny Sins on the big yes. board? Yeah, yeah, it was that uh-huh. game. It was the big <laughs> yeah, game. I did see that. that, that was great. Bro, That's okay. Awesome. I would have tweeted about this if I was able to <laughs> shout out to the weatherman. <laughs> Me and my dad, we we got home late from our Thanksgiving thing. So we're like, this is all recorded. I don't remember if I saw it in like like if on in like real time as they had whatever going on or if I like saw something about it. But me and my dad both kind of saw it and we just were like, and then we like looked at each other and we're like, yeah. And then, Your dad do too. Neither of us said anything. Like like he started to say something and then like I was like, and then he was like, oh no, no sorry. I thought it was like, so I thought it looked like, and I was like oh, oh yeah okay. And we just kind of were looking at each other and then I was Your just like. Dad? Is your is your dad a meme lord, low key? He's he low key is with it, which is weird sometimes. <laughs> I think the Vikings recovered from that Dallas loss pretty well. Yeah, I, yeah. Yes. I would like to um, offer a voice of pessimism into that uh, statement. Unfortunately, okay. I, uh, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it was a good win. I the offense was fucking sweet. Um, yeah, the defense was scary bad and we need to open Thomas and back desperately but that's beside the point um the point I want to make still goes back to the Kenny Wong uh touchdown return because I am gradually getting more concerned about this team having to win because Josh Allen fumbled with 44 seconds left and because Kenny Wangwu returned a kick for a touchdown and you know because we scored 17 points in five minutes against the commanders um, those things like scare me. And I, like, I, I know that we don't have to have the convincing win, but as long as we keep having these convincing losses kind of stacked with those close wins, like, I don't know, it gets you continue continually gets scarier for me as we get here to the, uh, playoff stretch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
I think a lot of it just has to do with our defense. Like a lot of it, like these last couple of games, minus the Dallas game, anytime I can just say any of these games that I preface, I'm not going to mention the Dallas game just because of how ass it was, but like our offense can put up numbers. It's the defense that is worrying me that it's going to be like the last couple of seasons eventually where we ball out on the offense and then two minutes left in the game and the defense crumbles again. I don't want to see that. And I, I was stoked to have Donatel as our defensive coordinator because of his previous like, um, like stance that he's had in the NFL. But now it's like, what happened to that Donatel? Is our defense, are our players really that bad that they can't like get his scheme down? Or think, uh, is there more to it? Like, I think I uh, Wes, Phillips, Wes Phillips should talk to his pops. See what's going on. See if see if old <laughs> Wade wants a job here in this old age. We got to get him banned on Twitter so he gets bored. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you brought up uh, <laughs> these unconvincing wins because after my whole uh, hype talk prior to the Dallas game, I had a soul searching moment. And where I'm at right now is this team's probably not going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, they're going to win a lot of games and they're going to be really fun doing it, but they're going to lose kind of a, a heartbreaker. They're going to get stomped in the playoffs and that's okay because what this is doing is this is building up this image and this expectation in these players heads that we're a winning football team. doesn't matter if shit's hard or if shit's against us, we're a winning football team. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to win this game. So next season and the seasons to come, these players that are currently on the roster are going to have this expectation of a winning culture. And when we have a defense, when we have players and personnel that are capable of winning like a Super Bowl, that mentality is going to be there and it's going to be entrenched. That's that's the cope that I'm currently attached to right now. <laughs> you know what? We get the unique and delightful pleasure of a heart attack or two or three every single time that we get to watch the beautiful game and we get to we get to you know we get to experience these crazy crazy mood swings adrenaline rushes all that and also we get to win the football games which isn't something that we had like the past couple of years so i'm just gonna take it you know who cares this is a team that isn't very good on defense and we're winning games like we don't have depth we're we've got some crazy injuries going on uh, you know, our first round pick for the year had his leg explode on us in, in like Great Britain. That's wild. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're winning. So who cares? I don't, I don't care. I don't care. You know, we'll, we'll lose in the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. But yeah, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's important to remember that like this is a multi-year process too. I mean, Kevin O'Connell is in his first season. He's not going to Probably not going to win a Super Bowl in his first season. Has a coach ever won a Super Bowl in their first season? I, was just I don't know. Look that up. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if that's ever happened. So you know, the expectation shouldn't be that they win a Super Bowl anyway. So that's you know a good point. I think being too scared about this team is is um, a little bit short minded. Uh, so yeah, that's a good. Pers- I think that's a, probably a better perspective to have. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw this. It was on. I think it was on part of my take this morning. They had. Uh, they had. Kevin O'Connell on part of my take. And uh, so everybody was asking him when he was going to hit the gritty. And apparently there's a there in the locker room. They said, if we make it to the NFC championship game, Kevin O'Connell's going to hit the gritty. So like, I, I know that the players are at least aiming for that. <laughs> and, 
He's he gonna he gonna hit the gritty, and then we're gonna get beat by the 49ers 26 to three. <laughs> awesome. I'm not, you know, so here's maybe maybe I'm dumb. I don't really think the 49ers scare me as much as everybody else is scared of them. I mean, I oh, I think man. they're a beatable team. If you, I think the NFC is so bad this year. It's on a week-to-week basis on whether a team is good or bad. Like, and when they traded for CMC, I was expecting that offense to, like, just light up. It hasn't, like, done anything. I think there's too many star players on that offense for it to work around. I see that that as a problem of, like, like, like one of those – I don't know. They say it's a good problem to have to have too much depth and not know who to start. Like, I think it's kind of the same way with getting guys the ball. The Rams are on a three game winning streak, I believe. Um, I think their last loss was to the Chiefs. They gave up like 44. Um, I thought the Rams just bad. lost. What was that? I thought the Rams just lost. No, the Niners. I do not care. The Rams suck, dude. Uh, before I forget, uh, Slime, two rookie head coaches have won the Super Bowl. Oh, Tomlin uh, was one, wasn't he? No, the uh, Tomlin really? joined. That was uh, oh Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, that was, was that was uh, Bill Cowher, and then he retired, and Tomlin took over there. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, the two are, they, I guess, this is from 2010, so there could be someone after that. But it says uh, the two are Don McCafferty and George Seifert uh, from 1970 and 1980. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I was we, say, cool. There's not a whole lot of precedent there. But, well, sorry. I'll be the first to say it. There's at least two coaches that could possibly win it this year, and that's Kevin O'Connell or Mike McDaniel. Because boy, he's got the Dolphins looking nice. Dolphins look nice. I'm just gonna say that right now. Dolphins are the second best team in the NFC in the AFC. Yep. Yep. And Chiefs will be the best team in the AFC for a hundred thousand years as long as Pat's there, but. The I, are right there. I'm a Tua believer. Like everybody is, everybody shits on Tua. He's got a nice arm on him. Like everybody says, the under throw. Maybe he underthrows a little bit, but like the games I've watched, he hits his players in stride. I don't know. I think he gets shat on too much. Are you part of Tua on? I yeah, <laughs> I am. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> I I am too, dude. I like. The thing with Tua is that he's like so decisive. And I think that that's really one of the most important things as a quarterback is if you're smart and good enough to read a defense and be confident, like that gets the job done. You don't have to be fucking, you know, king of the world, King Kong to throw a ball 100 yards down the field and hit a guy in stride. If you get the ball out quick and you move the ball and you use your weapons, like, right. I mean, Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl and Jimmy Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl. And yeah, you have a difficult time winning those games against Tom Brady. But for the most part, like, <laughs> yeah, you can you can be really successful doing that. And I think I think Tua and Tua is particularly good at it. Like, I think Tua is a very good quarterback. And not only that, he he's got wheels on him, too. When he needs to scramble, he can get out of the pocket. Like, and the only reason why I've been on the Tua train this year is because, like, the boys I watch football with, he one of them's a big Dolphins fan so on Sunday ticket we're always watching the Dolphins game and I was like I like I was like I never realized how good of an arm this dude's got but he's kind he can sling it and yeah that offense is deadly 
once that, that whole off and they got a nice old line. Yeah, they're they I think yeah. I think they're uh, my a sleeper pick for the AFC and the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a well built team. So too. Yeah, I, they're they're so much fun too. They got I, I gotta be riding with them right now as a two as a two. I like the Bills still kind of, but I don't know. They're kind of. They're starting to they're starting to bug me. I don't know why. They're just hard. <laughs> yeah, it feels like they're every frauds. year every they're year the uh the favorite in the preseason, the favorite in the first few weeks, they never go on to win the Super Bowl, right? No. And that was the Bills this year. Yep. They had the best roster, but the they don't look convincing right now. No. They're super hurt too, I will say. Like yeah, if they get yeah. healthy, maybe they get very, better. Very injured. Um, I um I think it's gonna be Kansas City out of the AFC this year. Because I just can't think of a quarterback like, like you can you can do whatever, but who's going to step up to Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs? Right. Mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, what's the show with the old white guy and the old black guy, and they talk about and they have the list in the it's like Skip a red list. undisputed. No, no yeah. it's uh, Mike Wilbon and the other guy. Yeah, yeah, it's that the one. ESPN oh. one. Uh, yeah. Pardon the interruption. Pardon the interruption. That one. Oh yeah. 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 So I was listening to those guys today, and they were talking about. What's going to in the NF in the AFC? What's going to be with all the fresh young quarterbacks? What's going to be the next uh, Brady Manning rivalry? And they kind of made a good point. They said, "Well, there really isn't going to be another Brady Manning rivalry because those two guys duked it out and were pretty even um, skill wise. No one's even close to Patrick Mahomes. He's the best of all time in every important category. Um, and so, as like that." that as far as that rivalry goes, it's just Patrick Mahomes versus everybody else until someone proves that they can do what Pat does on a year-to-year basis. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I thought that was an interesting discussion. A little side yeah. tangent for me. Uh, Brady Manning wasn't that even. Manning Not really. Won, Manning won a single Super Bowl. I know. And then Brady won, what, six in New England? Yeah, that, and, that, and that was another point they made. They were like, why are we even talking about six, this? But... They were like, why are we even talking about the Brady Manning wasn't even that big of a rivalry? They're like... <laughs> We should be talking about about uh, bird magic if we're going to be talking about rivalries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh, so while we're just like on the topic, uh, Doug Peterson kind of has the Jags looking like a decent team too. I don't know if anybody caught the end of the the Ravens game, the Ravens game, Jags game, but Trevor Lawrence looked like a franchise QB on that final drive. He is. He has a franchise QB. And like yeah. he he like has definitely turned it around this year. And I think Doug Peterson is just like a fucking quarterback whisperer or something. Cause I mean, look what he did with Philly in 2017, took them to the Super Bowl. Like Doug Peterson's a good coach, not gonna lie. I just wanted to say I think I have receipts on of this on Twitter. I wanted us to hire Doug Peterson before mm-hmm. you know Harlow <laughs> and Kevin O'Connell and all that. Yeah. I just want to say I, I was on the Peterson train too. I was like, let's give it a shot. Like, why not? He, he, he's good. And, and like the Jags are in a position too, where like, they don't have to win a bunch of games. They don't have to make the playoffs for this year to be successful. They've won four games now last week, what they saw against the Ravens. That's what all they needed to see. Like that's the kind of win they needed to get for them to be like, okay, we might actually have something that's worth building around now. Um, right. Yeah, I like what they're doing. I will say like credit to Peterson. I'm a huge Lawrence fan it's not hard to be an improvement when you're coming from the worst head coach literally <laughs> of all time. <laughs> yeah. So shout out Urban Meyer. You're yeah, awesome. Did, shout out Bourbon. Let's did go. any of you guys see that? Uh, I think his name is like Alec Wingard. 
from the Jags, like the post game interview. And he was like, yeah, I think Lawrence not having Urban Meyer here has been a huge success for him. And it was, I was like, like, he didn't even have a rookie year. It was like, he didn't yeah, have a rookie year. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he had fucking like 17 interceptions and Urban Meyer did not give a shit about him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been, and honestly, even though they signed him way too much, but getting him in honestly like a WR1, even though he shouldn't be WR1 paid money. He's kind of good, though. Getting, <laughs> yeah. getting Christian Kirk uh, like a solid target for Lawrence has helped a lot, too. I'm so. excited for them to draft somebody. And they got Kelvin yeah, yeah. Ridley now. Yeah. yeah. Next year. Yeah, he comes back. He's fucking good. Yeah, yeah the Jags hurt. are going to be the Jags are going to be a good team here in the next couple of years. They go out yeah. and draft somebody like Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh my God! Could oh, you Marvin imagine? Nasty. Oh my God! Kevin Harrison Jr. and Calvin Ridley, and then Christian Kirk in the slot. Oh, oh my God! That's, That's an AFC contender right there. That'd be yeah. Tough. Their defense is pretty solid too. Like, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sick. Awesome. It's it's I've, it's got some pieces that it needs to add, but it's got like Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker. Yeah, pieces are. Yeah, okay. I haven't heard anything them. about Walker this year, which is weird. As like the like, he's a really developmental guy. Yeah, but I think he's been know. decent. I think he's he's okay. he had decent. he had some big plays on that like uh, final Ravens drive when yeah. uh, the Ravens were driving. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about building your prospects up. Yeah. So I still think they should have taken Kevin on Thibodeau though. Yeah. I, I, I oh, absolutely. Not, yeah, I agree. How he slipped to five is beyond me. I don't know how he slipped that far. I'm not going to lie. I was praying that he would fall to us. Like, I would. (laughs) Yes. Him, Derek Stingley, I was prepared to sacrifice the village. I I was was ready to. I I would have given up. Who? Okay. You say you give up one player and one pick right now, like from the team for one of those two prospects. Who are you giving up? Would you give up Cam Dantzler and like a future second and our first round pick? Easily. Oh, or, and of and of what? <laughs> no, like not like a, not a future first. The first that we had, like we would have traded oh. that. Right so on. like the twelve, the twelve pick, right? Is that what we? Yeah, had? twelve, a future second, and like Cam Dantzler at for yeah. Stingley. Would you do that? I would do that. No, I, I would have done it for Sauce. I would do it for Sauce over Stingley. I'd do anything for Sauce. It, yeah, sauce is the he's like the best corner in the league right now. <laughs> yeah, um, I would have done it for Stingley. I mean, like he started out kind of rough, but he's looked really nice lately. He's good. Uh-huh. That's a lot, though. Yeah, and, that's and, and a second. That's what I'm saying. And, I don't know. Well, look at it this way. Look at it this way. You're giving up Lewis Seen. You're giving up like uh, Andrew Booth, and you're giving up Cam Dantzler for this year. I, yeah, I would do that. I guess. I, don't know. I, I guess. That. I guess when you put I mean, it that way. potential of a shutdown corner out there with yes. like you know yeah. Seen's not out there, Booth's not out there, Dantzler's on IR. He's been good. Yeah. So you taking that? Yeah, Dantzler's another one we got to talk about injury problems with. Oh yeah, so we don't have to talk about it, but he's injury problems. <laughs> so no while we're on the topic of Dantzler, he is kind of like a nece- a necessary part to this defense. He's like, kind of he's not bad, dude. Like he's, he's decent he, corner. I mean, these last great. three he, weeks he's been out. I've noticed how bad our defensive back play has been without Dantzler. Like he's kind of nice. He's and Caleb Evans too. Yeah. We're really depleted at corner right now. It is important to remember how hurt that defense is as well. Yeah. 
<laughs> so let's move on. Uh, do we have any? We got any final thoughts about the Patriots game after we just went on our uh, full NFL tangent? You know, I like the full NFL tangent. Uh, Thanksgiving was almost a week ago as of the recording of this podcast. Um, it was a fun game. Uh, we got the win. Um, I'm sure you guys have moved on just as much as we have. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got nothing else to add. Go Vikes. <laughs> Go Vikes. Uh, no, there. I want to talk. The one thing I do want to talk about is that fucking JJ catch where he gets sandwiched in between two of those receivers and Kirk like placed a dot to him. And I saw people complaining that he was like, people should have, Kirk should have thrown it in stride. Like, no, because then it would have been picked. Kirk threw a perfect pass to Jay. There were a couple oh, perfect passes. People's to, expectations are too high, too. Like, it was a yeah. fucking 30 yard bomb. Who cares? Fucking <laughs> just. Played. And yeah. And then he got up like it was nothing. Like, it didn't affect him. I mean, JJ's so small. I'm always worried he's going to like break himself with those big hits, but then he stands up like it's nothing. So, he's like, made a rubber. <laughs> I guess that is the last thing I want to add, though, is that Kirk Cousins was fucking phenomenal in this yeah. game. He was dice, and he deserves his credit because I talk shit about him when he sucks. And so I got to say, he did great. Oh, yeah. great. I have to ju- purple. I got to jump in real quick. Um, sorry to cut you off. There was a, <laughs> there was a, a segment that Luke Braun did where he called out uh, hottest takes. My hot take was that Blake Brandell would hold Matt Judon to zero pressures. And I think that might have came true. Because Judon got pressure, but he was across the line. I think he got those on Brian O'Neill. He didn't get any sacks on Blake Brandell. Okay. I know that for a fact. So I'm taking uh, my victory lap there. <laughs> I'm I, that's a good call. I like yeah. it. Now, does, yeah. does the transitive property apply to Josh Uche? Because Josh Uche had two sacks on that line of the scrimmage. On my line of no, 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 I specifically saw the tweet. It was it was Matthew, Matthew Judon. Judon. Okay, because Which he's leading the league in pressures and sacks. It's got. It's only Matthew Judon. And honestly, one last thing while we're on this game, Matthew Judon didn't really have that good of a game. Like then, he was kind of quiet against our O line mids. I was the yeah, too bright. It, I, the Patriots defense is fugues anyway. I was looking back at their numbers and they just give up no points to shit teams and then a billion points to good teams. So that's why I'm I'm staying lukewarm on the yeah. until Kevin O'Connell's a better coach than Bill Belichick. Just saying. Right here first. Uh, print it. Better winning percentage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move into shithead of the week. I don't even have one, so I'm going to think. I have one. You guys go. I'm Okay. So mine goes, we just got off this topic, but mine goes to out to all those people who are saying Questy's first year draft, they're all busts. Like, it's a bad draft. You can't judge a draft off one season. You have to let it go two or three seasons to to declare if it was a good draft or not that's my personal standing on it but you can't even yes and lewis seen is hurt nobody saw him getting hurt in fucking the london game everybody knew andrew booth had injury concerns but his like numbers were whatever and yes a caleb has been a great draft pick like maybe is a saving pick for this because we haven't seen Lewis seen actually play yet, but all those people who are saying that Questy's first draft class is bad, just stop talking, please. You're making my brain hurt. Tell them, are we done evaluating draft classes the year that they're playing? Like, I thought we were above this, people. <laughs> never. We're never above anything. 
<laughs> I'm, a, anymore. I'm glad you mentioned that because that is one of my two shithead of the weeks. Um, uh, kind of, kind of. Uh, it's a group of people led by Tanishka on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> the, we should have picked Jamison Williams crowd. I am sick and tired of hearing it about Jamison Williams. This man has played precisely zero snaps and he has, he would not have helped our team up to this point. We're not, we're not losing sleep over not having picked Jamison Williams. All right. Also, he wasn't in like position of need, like, cause we thought at the time he wasn't a position of need. Wide receiver is definitely a position of need now, but at the time we thought our wide receivers were fine. So we should have uh, drafted Christian Watson. Uh, no, we shouldn't. That dude has caught like 50% touchdown passes. Uh, not sustainable. <laughs> Next. <laughs> You're so a little pff for my liking over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to utilize whatever nerd shit I can to uh, justify my priors. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's what it's for. <laughs> All of his um, touchdowns have been in a garbage time. Their garbage time touchdowns don't count. Thanks. I know he's scoring about 20 points per game for my dynasty team. So, <laughs> okay, fantasy is a totally different story. Yeah. Let's yeah, go, Romeo fans. Dubs. Let's go, Romeo Dubs. I have him too. What a disaster. No, yeah. That's, um, we never were drafting a receiver this year. That's no. stupid. Where that was never going to happen. So, yeah. end of discussion. <laughs> and they're going to, they're going to be better next year, like next draft. We'll, we'll cheer yeah. more then. Oh, my, uh, the Patriots game, real quick before you do shit of the week. KJ Osborne, bro, Jalen Rager looks more explosive out of yep. the snap. He has a better release than you do. Yes. I, I'm starting mm-hmm. to come around, maybe get Jalen yes. Rager some snap. Like, Rager's been on the wave. And, like, it's not on, even, like, yes, I love Jalen Rager. Like, my fan, my Twitter is a fan page, and I thought it was just, like, for the hell of it. But the last couple of games when he's got his number called, like, he steps up. Like, that, was- 20, that 20 yard reception he had on Thursday. Yeah. He looked way more explosive than KJ has, and I would be so on board to see him starting to get wide receiver three snaps over KJ. He's just faster, man. Yes, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because the reason why he had the pedigree that he did, even if he, you know, was not drafted to the right place or was drafted in the wrong spot, he there's a reason why he was a first round draft pick. Right. That's right. Debo roll. Put him in the Debo roll. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> And then the Cooper Cup roll, and then it continues <laughs> to evolve. <laughs> the owner Rager has his own roll. The Rager roll next the Rager roll. The Rager roll. roll. <laughs> and they're going to be hiring away Wes Phillips. Oh, can he utilize, so, I don't know, like Cavante Turpin in the, the Jalen Rager roll? <laughs> so I don't have live TV or whatever, so I have to stream the games, right, on Sunday Night Football. Well, my stream was like a minute and a half behind. So when Rager had that big play, my Twitter was just like blowing up and I was like, okay, cool. Did Rager just get a touchdown or something? And I was about to hit the gritty for everybody, but then my TV showed it as like, oh, thank God. No gritty. Just like just a 20 yard bomb. Like (laughs) that was fun. We should have told you it was a touchdown. Then you might have posted yeah. it fast enough. Yeah, <laughs> lied and blatantly lie, and then he likes he's a minute later he's like, oh, <laughs> got finessed into gritty posting. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, my second shithead of the week. Uh, this is totally uh, just soapbox for me. Uh, Greg Berhalter, coach of the United States men's national team yep. at the World Cup. 
Bro, you don't need to go into a turtle every time you get a single goal lead against Iran. We looked like we were about to lose that game. You gave us all heart attacks. What are you doing? Like, like let's go play some FIFA. You're better than these kids. I'm sorry. That's all. That's all I have to say. <laughs> no, I'm 100% with you. Um, that actually bleeds perfectly well into my shithead of the week, who is um, the countries of Iran and England. Uh, <laughs> because get shit on Brits. Fuck you. That was yep. the sickest tie ever. Um, and you still have not beaten us in the World Cup. So suck my ween. Not um, so great, Britain. Not so great. <laughs> Mid Britain. Uh, Midland. Yeah. So, uh, and then Iran too, because I mean, come on. You just lost to soccer. Get shit on. Uh, go US. Well, the UK Prime Minister listens. Oh my God. The UK. Oh, fuck. Bro, I'm about to get extradited from England permanently because apparently the Prime Minister listens to our podcast. Hey, yo, Rishi Sunak, if you're listening to this, you got a shit football team, bro. You can score a single goal on Matt it's Turner. Soccer what are you now. doing? We beat Come England on, in soccer. Amir is fucking pissed. He can hear us talking through his spiritual energy <laughs> all the way across the world. Yeah, I. so I'm not going to lie. I don't – I give zero shits about the World Cup. Like, I know I should, like, but I'm boycotting it because of how messed up it is with like the way they like fucking built this the stadium or whatever but i also just don't give a shit about soccer like every large thing is so morally bankrupt on a level that we can't even fathom so i like it's just kind of you know that when you're also soccer just like fucking sucks i'll take the excuse to be crazy national if soccer players were so good They'd be in the NFL being NFL kickers. That's all I'm saying. But well, <laughs> most NFL kickers are failed soccer players. It's uh, well, uh, it doesn't matter because they, they're making bank in the NFL. That's true. You ever no. seen those soccer player contracts? Yeah, Did you have see you seen, have you seen Mbappe's salary? Yeah, fucking Messi, like, got uh, <laughs> it's fucking he's that's oil money though from fucking Saudi Arabia. That's oil money. Where do you think the NFL's money comes from? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Canada, Wonderland, like <laughs> rainbow. Not those guys own oil businesses. <laughs> yeah, I know. Listen, I'm trying to be the comedic relief here, and I'm just getting shat on. Okay, well, I'd like to take a brief moment to remind everybody of their mortality right now, real quick. Thank you. Yeah, I'm unfortunately like constantly aware of my bleeding mortality. Who's your shit out of the week, brother? Uh, I've got I've got a couple of them. Number one's the weatherman for like kind of ruining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> name drop him. What's his name? His name's Nick. Fuck you, Nick. MK Milwaukee Metro Weather Nick. <laughs> what a loser! <laughs> what a loser! Wrong. You know what? I just I don't like I like I appreciate. I understand that you don't want to be arguing with somebody and you block them, but like when you started it and then you report, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I like your mom. Are you kidding? <laughs> What's his EPA yeah. per weather prediction though? Well, huh? Can't be that. What's high. his EPA per weather per weather prediction? Uh, can't be good. Can't be. So it's him. Who else was it? There's somebody else. Uh. Oh, it's also me. Oh my god. <laughs> it's finals week, guys. Uh, oh no. I am I'm fighting. I'm fighting for my life right now in school. I'm gonna be honest. Uh the grades, the grades are not looking too hot. They're on the they're on the up and up, but it was getting dicey there for a minute. I um woke up at 5 a.m. this morning, which is like an hour and a half before I usually get up, so I could do like extra schoolwork that I had missing because there was some stuff that I missed that I had no idea I missed. And like there's a huge grade book dump coming out of the break 
And um, I had like five packets that I had to do today. Oof. Yeah. You made a big mistake bringing up poor grades with me on this podcast. No, I know. Okay. <laughs> I was going to send you something earlier because I got to, uh, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still doing good in AP music theory. Oh, great. No, good. AP music music explorations is going great. No, actually that's, that's what, that's what happened is because when I was gone on my trip, uh, they had like 30 Google forms a day, I guess. So I have to listen to all these like Elvis Presley songs from the 1950s and 60s. And then I have to write about them. Which that's is, cool. Yeah, which isn't bad. I, How are the other classes going? Uh, it's it's my so my lineup right now is we start off the day with choir. That's a, that's the freest A of all time. I just got to show. Yeah, that's choir. okay. I'm, it doesn't count. That's a week one game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an honors class. Like it counts as an honors class. So I get okay, it's a week two game. Upkick schedule. So it's cool. It's cool. I'll take that any day of the week. Um, then we've got my second hour is fabric apparel and design. I made the worst pair of shorts known to man. And then she, but she graded me like on like a crazy curve because I like I don't know me and the teacher get along really well, and I always ask her how her day is or whatever. And I wrote because nice, he's the only dude in the class. I Loki might be no, I like I wrote a really nice note about how like you know I was like I took this class to get out of my comfort zone. I totally was just like yeah, <laughs> yeah I was totally just being like I don't even and know. And you're still sucking. No, no, that's a good. I have a good grade oh, in that class. Okay. Yeah, I'm still with a B plus, which is crazy because okay. it was like uh, the shorts like had like holes in them. Like it was, I'm not good with the sewing machine. So they were like, I was like fighting it and it was not working for me. And so like, I, I was like, just please give me like a, I'll take it like D. I, I don't want an F, but I don't want like. What are the, what, she gave what, me are, like, what, are, you what are your bad grades then? My bad grades. It's a, it's a, it's a, hold on. Actually, let me pull it up. I don't know. Cause it, it all okay, so it sounds like you're doing, you're going to class then and you're doing your homework. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was yeah. one time that I missed. Oh, it was AP Music Theory for like a day, but it's fine now. It's just here. I gotta pull. Let me pull up the grades. Pull up the In the grades. meantime, I'd yeah. like to offer up uh, shithead of the week number one's uh, Twitter feed. Oh, <laughs> because God. it's a it's secretly a gem. Uh, normal weather stuff. You know, there hasn't been a, a Patriots game in a while. Weather, weather, weather. Oh, due to some ill-advised messages I've been receiving, I am locking my account for tonight and for part of tomorrow due so I can protect my safety and my mental health. If these messages do continue, I will make this account locked for an extended period of time. Oh my <laughs> fucking God. You know who I am. Do you know who we are? You can't do that. You don't get to go after me. That is what... Bro, that was literally like an unintelligible like exorcist shit for like 30 seconds before we could actually understand what you were saying. I didn't understand a word you said. I felt every word. But I felt it. Yeah, I felt it. So I didn't even get to read the rest of his feed. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That tweet was uh, preceded by, wow, Vikings fans are straight up assholes. So I... <laughs> <laughs> Boof Nick, didn't like you're that. A pussy. Oh my god. Boof didn't like that for those who <laughs> cannot see the cameras. That's so funny. Yeah, okay. The rest are the rest are just are they're great. The ref screwed us 110%. <laughs> Bullshit. Gur. One time Mac, I need you here. Clock management here. That was a late hit. Late hit. Come on. Can I cry yet? God yeah, damn it. You god damn like you started it. A long time ago. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Also, uh, another shithead of the week goes to all the Patriots fans saying that wasn't a fucking dirty hit to Adam Thielen, like in the back of his neck. 
Like, that was a nasty hit. I fucking was like, you guys are dumb. That was nasty. For sure a penalty, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's really any question about that. I don't know. Yeah. The Henry touchdown was a little different, though, and I can see why they were a little bit... I don't know. Probably wasn't a catch by the rules, but it probably no, wasn't. It wasn't a catch, wasn't a, catch, wasn't a catch, touchdown. Go cry some more Patriot fans. You got he away with catchy all catchy to me last time. Yeah, was you guys got runner. all those calls for like 15 years. Go cry me a fucking river. He was yeah, exactly. That's where I'm at. Like he spoiled boys, whatever. Yeah. That's right. He wasn't a runner. Walt Anderson, VP of officiating, said he did not survive the catch through the ground. That's that's end of discussion, pal. Sorry, bitch. I don't want to tell you. Yeah. Set my fingers in the Z formation. Watch you fuck <laughs> off because you lost. <laughs> well, slime ball. Who is your shithead of the week? Uh, well, short and sweet. My shithead of the week is the uh, whoever bottled this uh, Blue Moon beer that I have from Wisconsin here because it's um, flat. So fuck that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we talked. We had. A, I think that you guys took all the good shitheads of the week. So um, I'm just gonna specifically call out whoever bottled this particular bottle of Blue Moon. Very fair, very fair. Those Wisconsinites don't know how to do beer. No, do I know, beer. which that's like <laughs> supposed to be their thing, and they, they continue to just can disappoint me. Anyways, um, should we talk Jets game? Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. I'm uh, about this one. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm going to be at the Jets game this weekend. If anybody oh. wants to meet up i'll be with some friends from des moines so it's gonna be a long fucking saturday or long fucking sunday we're dr- leaving at like 7 a.m going to the game and then coming straight back to des moines on sunday so okay yeah it'll be worth it though oh yeah we're gonna come out with a dub like no doubt in my mind no doubt there's never any doubt in your mind is there Hell no, there's not. I got. I was the closest score last week. <laughs> For real. We got a thing or two to learn from you, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I got a lot to learn from you, Bryce. I'm very pessimistic on this team all the time. This one's like a real toss. This is like the truest toss up for me. I think because this defense, like, I don't know though. I was looking back at the Jets games, and they kind of have this, uh, this tendency to um give up plenty of points they haven't really played anybody they've they've given up points to some decent to a decent team the only high-powered offense they played all year is the Bengals that was week three they gave up 27 they gave 24 to the Ravens the rest of the games they gave up 30 to the Browns that was week two so kind of whatever uh they gave up 17 to the scoreless or to the uh, two list Dolphins 10 points to the uh Aaron Rodgers on Ayahuasca Packers Nine to the to Russell Wills, nine to the Broncos. That doesn't count. Um, Twenty-two to the Patriots, seventeen to the Bills. That's their crowning jewel. That one's a little bit scary, but I don't know. We've seen the Bills have shitter games. Ten to the Patriots again last week, and then ten to Trevor Simeon. Do any of those teams' offenses really scare you that much? The Bills. No. Besides the Bills, I mean, there's really nobody, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So but, I do think that will score. Yeah, I I'm nervous about their defense. They have a really good and underrated D line. Like, uh, it's just like to me, it's like the Washington's defense. Washington's defense is criminally underrated, and the Jets' defense is underrated. The thing is, is Sauce gets a lot away with a lot of DPI, and so we're gonna see if 
Sauce can truly cover one-on-one against JJ this week, which I'm looking forward to so much. So here's the thing about Sauce Gardner. Um, DPI or not, I'm not going to comment on that. He has been amazing this year. He is on pace for first team all pros or rookie. Right. He only plays the left side of that defense, whereas Justin plays a lot on the right and a lot in the slot. So he's That's, not yeah. going to see Gardner all game. He's going to get some of them. He'll be facing DJ Reed a lot. And to that point, DJ Reed is also very, very fucking good. good. Yeah. So he's going to have his hands full. It'll be really interesting to see what kind of stat line he puts up. And if JJ doesn't get it going, Adam Thielen's not going to get open on Sauce Gardner. KJ nope. Osborne. Like, no. Nope. Regular season. Prager season. <laughs> this, uh, you're right. Um, the stalwarts of that defensive line are Quinn and Williams and John Franklin Myers, mm-hmm. like on the interior. So <laughs> we'll have to figure yeah. something on here. Well, yeah. I mean, we did pretty well against the Patriots D line, and they like have fucking Matthew Judon and that one guy who got two sacks. I think we're going to incorporate a lot of the same game plan we saw from this past week into the Jets game. I hope we don't incorporate any screens because I'm done with those. Yeah, I'm done. Season. I'm done with oh the screens. God. That shit off my screen. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of screens. Get my that's... screen off my screen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think we'll see. Like, like I said, this is going to be the first time in a long time that the Jets will be tested by like a good offense, a high powered offense. So, um, I, like, I kind of think the ball's in the Jets' court more than it's in ours. Obviously, like, we're 9-2. They're, um, what are they, 6-4? and four? Yeah. Um, fighting fighting for the division, probably still, right? They're only a game behind Buffalo. Um, so, I don't know. I kind of think the ball's in their court. It might be kind of bright lights, I think, for them coming to the U.S. Bank uh, against the Vikings offense, which hopefully, I mean, I don't know, it's tough to tell after one game, but hopefully has some things figured out from the Dallas thing. Um, whatever that what abomination was. So I don't, but the defense I worry about because Mike White is like kind of good and uh, they got a lot of receivers that like are all kind of mids, but also kind of good. And so it's hard to like key in on one guy. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a, a challenge. Hey, it's a, it's a Gronklin's homecoming this weekend. Oh, I know. I'm starting in fantasy in all my leagues. Yeah. <laughs> you you <laughs> might as well wear ass against tight end coverage this week or this year so yeah, exactly Good that's call. kind of the thought and like it's his homecoming game i don't know maybe they try to throw him a touchdown or something although i will say pat p has not been getting the credit he deserves this year he's ranked fifth out of all quarterbacks as of last week the start of um the the sun the thanksgiving game he was ranked fifth out yeah. of all stores starting quarterbacks he's like had a great resurgent year himothy uh slime you mentioned that they don't really have any dogs a wide receiver i i think i need to make an an addition to that they do have garrett wilson i forgot about Garrett. at the moment is himothy jr that dude is a beast and eli moore is good and Corey davis is good and now that they have a good they have a quarterback that can actually throw. The Jets are going to be a good team on offense too. I'm if, like, if they roll with Mike White. I liked. Did you see what Salah said though? What Salah was like, it's Mike White's job to lose. It's not Zach Wilson's to win back. It's Mike's oh. job to lose. Oh, Zach Wilson's not a 
a quarterback. He's he he's a child with he rich parents, whereas Mike White is a he's a real NFL quarterback. Right. Do you think playing against the Bears had anything to do with it? Do you think he can like continue it? So we'll see because I hope that Donatel saw that blitzing actually like makes quarterbacks like nervous as we saw in the fourth quarter. So I'm hoping we see some more like blitz schemes coming and force Mike white to actually like go off script. Um, so yeah, yeah, I guess we'll see, but I think a lot of it does have to do with the bears defense too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, my, my, I think that Mike white's going to do fine. Like, I don't think he's going to be great. I think they're going to score like two touchdowns and a couple of field goals. I guess I'll just give, I'll just go into my prediction then because it's an easy transition, but I think that we will win. I think it'll be 27, 23. I think they'll kick three field goals and score two touchdowns because like, yeah, scored 31 on the bears defense. That's great. Like, um, but Vikings are not that much tougher on defense right now, but tougher than the bears. And so they're, they'll be able to score, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll go into my prediction. I think we're going to, I think it's going to be 35, 27. I think we're going to have another high scoring game on high scoring game on offense for us. So Hawkinson gets another touchdown with us. It was so good to see him get his first touchdown last week. That was a beauty. Had to wait until he was playing in fantasy to do it. That was real nice. (laughs) Yeah, true. Does your opponent have any Jets this week? No, does he have any Vikings this week? I should say. Um, sadly, no. Unfortunately, oh, so yeah, no, no locks in the bank. Actually, I, and I have all the Jets too. So maybe I have to rethink my prediction here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before any other predictions, I just want to say the Vegas line, which I find pretty interesting. Uh, Over under is forty four and a half. Uh, Vikings are favored by three points, which is more than what they were favored against the Patriots. What were what was the Patriots line? Two and, two and a half. half. Uh-huh. So not much, but uh, new, the new nightmare factor. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I mean, Kirk's a different animal at noon. We're gonna be telling stories about Kirk into the golden ages about <laughs> what he did at, at all these shitter ass teams at noon. <laughs> well, so my favorite stat that I've seen since Kirk has been with us that. Um, any team that he has beat, they have not won a soup won the Super Bowl. So <laughs> yep. rest in <laughs> peace. Sorry, Bills. These AFC teams that Kirk has beat this year. <laughs> Too bad we haven't played the Chiefs yet. That's a bummer. No, but we will beat them in the Super Bowl. Book it. Buy my um, if, I'm gonna go into my uh prediction quick before I forget. Uh I'm never. I'm not one to go against Vegas. We're gonna win 24-21. How about that? All right. I like it. I think that tracks. That was. I was close to picking that, but it felt too um, like a fo- regular normal football score to be a Vikings score. Yeah, it is. That's not gonna happen at all. But um, in our right. aggregate scores, uh, in our competition among the co-hosts here, I yeah. think I'm in last place. So I really need to just make up ground. And not get, be totally wrong. So yeah, yeah, I feel you. Well, I, as far as the scores go, I'm probably not close on those. I got the picks right, but I don't know about the scores. Well, then you better hope Greg Joseph makes all of his damn extra points this week. Otherwise, your score is screwed. <laughs> he better be kicking for his job, and I, yeah. I hope he takes yeah. that to heart. He's been bad. 
that was another thing I wanted to say about the Patriots game that I forgot. I noticed again that um, teams still are um, a million for a million on field goals against the Vikings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking, yeah, they great. never miss. I'm so sick I of gar- I guarantee that if it was Justin Tucker going up against the Vikings going for that 67-yard kick, he would have made it. He would have made it. That's down all day. Easily. Oof. Final score prediction, motherfucker. Final score prediction, 33-20. Vikings. You know the way. You know ball. Yeah, it's all, you two are definitely the the, uh, the homers. Uh, yeah. Honestly, Listen, I, I'll even say this. Dalvin Cook is going to have another – he's going to have a 60-yard rush this weekend to prove he's not rushed. You want me to – you want – listen, low-key, I'm feeling – I'm feeling real crazy tonight. Like, I'm feeling really <laughs> – I want to. I want to be dunked on for this because I know it's not going to happen. But I'm going to say forty twenty, and I'm going to say Adam Thielen puts up hundred twenty plus receiving yards. Ooh. On Sauce Gardner. Yeah, I was going to say. Did you hear that first part where he talked about how he was going to be covered by Sauce Gardner and all that? You're talking about that. You heard Damn. That? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, you know, I'll do a hot take here too. Um, I say Jalen Rager in the second half gets swapped in for WR3 over KJ in the second half of the game. He's going to get more, more reps. Plausible. I think that's more plausible than a Thielen 120 plus say, game. Yeah, I, say, I yeah. say it's either like that. Okay, like a realistic realistic score prediction, I'm saying like 27 to 17 for us. But outlandish, that's that's the Thielen thing and that. And then if we're going like pessimistic outlook, I'm saying that we're losing and then Jalen Rager plays the entire second half at wide receiver one because we're down 40. you are like unstable right now do you know how over the season would have to be to be down by 40 at halftime to mike white and the jets just could you imagine sauce goes up like five interceptions in the first half kirk like explodes on the field please don't say that because i'm going to this game and I'm gonna come find you if that if that happens and Kirk throws up a dud. I'm coming to find you. I'm gonna find you. You're not, you're not gonna find me. I'll find you eventually. I'll find me. I'll find you. That's not how it goes, Bryce. <laughs> you think I? Man, I don't stay in one place for long enough for you to find me. <laughs> I know where all of you are at all times. You know what? You 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 do have the best idea of where I'm at. <laughs> I have a pretty good idea of where Booth and Theorist are at. Yeah, um, yeah none, no, nobody knows where I'm at. You're just in fucking some fucking Iowa. I know exactly Des Moines made up. I know exactly where you are. Yeah, okay. Come find me, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I think that wraps up episode 10. For a purple foo foo, believe it does. Double digit. I love it. Went fully, fully unhinged mid episode. How (laughs) fascinating! You know, it's been a while since the Vikings have played. I think we needed to go off the rails a little, just a little bit. I think think we deserved it. I think we do too. This was cathartic. I think for me, it really was. I appreciate you guys. And I will say that I appreciate all of our listeners, too, because without you, we couldn't do this. Uh, we have so much fun being able to talk into our mics and pretend like, uh, you know, pretend like we have something to say every week. Um, so thank you so much for for listening and for reacting with our tweets. Like, that's a big thing, I think, for us, too. It's 
um, in the, the engagement is super, super important. And, and we, uh, we're super happy to have you guys along for the ride. I see for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. We love hearing that you guys look forward to us every week and, uh, hopefully we were able to, uh, explain our feelings about this freaking mini bye week that we had about all of our thoughts of what happened on the NFL. Um, just like you guys did. So thanks for tuning in. Episode 10, hard to believe that you guys are still here sticking around, listening to, to us talking ball, even though half the time we're just full of shit. So have a good night, everybody. Purple Foo Foo signing out. Skull. Skull. Skull.